we are like the Maury Povich of podcasts. People come oh. to this show because it's a train wreck. I'm giving this podcast three stars. The host keeps yelling at me. The people have clearly spoken. Check out Whatever with Jason Soto on Anchor, Apple, Google, wherever you get awesome podcasts, or you can go to the home location at rabbitholepodcast.com. Second thing yes. I want to talk about is I want to talk about urination. I want to talk about peeing specifically. See what happens when Jason throws out the segments. This is what we get instead. Everything we do here at Rabbit Hole Podcast is sponsored by Audible. You can go to audibletrial.com slash rabbitholepods and try it absolutely free for 30 days. You can download any audiobook, original show, or podcast that you want. And after the 30-day trial expires, you only pay $14.99 a month and you can get more content from Audible. If you decide to cancel any time, even after the trial, you get to keep anything you've downloaded. So why not give it a chance? That's audibletrial.com slash rabbitholepods. When you use that link, you help us out here at the network. So thank you. Another way to support us is by becoming a Patreon member. Patreon.com slash rabbit hole pods. $3 a month gets you into your exclusive club where you can access episodes early, check out bonus content, and all kinds of great goodies, like access to our Discord or joining us whenever we go live on Twitch. Patreon.com slash rabbit hole pods. A huge shout out to all of our Patreon members. You make all of this happen. Welcome to Hearsing Around, the podcast where we speak of the recently deceased. I'm Isabel Turan. Along for the ride to the funeral service are my co-host, Chris Ramey. Hello, hello, hello. And filling in for Carl is returning guest host, Brenda. Howdy. Howdy How are you howdy, doing, howdy, Brenda? It's, it's been so long since we've seen you. How have you been? <laughs> I've, I've been fine. Um, you know, fighting the good fight. Um, you know, doing what I do. And cursing a bit, but you know, cursing a lot. <laughs> <laughs> Did you get more Halloween decorations behind you? Oh, this is a different angle. Uh, oh, okay. Yeah, I was one... noticing that. It looks like she's just like constantly changes her background there. <laughs> I don't. I just sort of right. sit however's comfortable and whichever way does not disturb a cat. <laughs> so there's a cat over here right now that if I sit the way i did last time i would disturb the cat and the cat can't do that <laughs> so and this yeah. one also shows off my fantastic uh a pink panther yeah i was gonna okay. mention that i like I that like... pink panther smoking on the toilet huh yes um and believe it or not <laughs> this is a quest story um i saw this painting if, if you will on the side of the road when I was a kid, they used to have out in these hotels these art shows on the weekends. I don't know. Oh if yeah. You, oh you yeah. remember that? I remember yeah, Chris, those. I think you'd remember that. Um yeah. so I remember as a kid driving by one in, in Maryville, Indiana at one of the big hotels. 
um, the only big hotel that was there, which is now torn down, um, the Star Plaza Theater. And I saw this painting and I wanted it so bad. And I had no money. I was a kid, you know, yeah. kids yeah. don't have their own money. And my grandma was like, I'm not buying you the Pink Panther on the toilet smoking a cigarette because that would be irresponsible <laughs> for grandmother to do. But a cool oh, thing for I a grandmother to do. 30 something years of my life. I got this when I think it was about 42. So <laughs> I spent a long time looking for this and found it on eBay. It was like more than I'm going. I'm not going to tell you how much I paid for it. That's fine. Oh my gosh. Uh, but <laughs> the other one I got really cheap, the one where he's just smoking a cigarette regularly, not on the toilet. Um, it was like 20 bucks at a thrift store. This one which the shipping was almost as much as the painting because these things it's really hard to ship them and then actually over here i have the giant pink panther oh nice yeah so that's my those are my quest items um if ever i see one and it's priced somewhere where i'm like okay because i'm i'm notoriously cheap so i also um you know i'm not a I won't spend more than I think it's worth and you know, worth is so relative, but, right. but that quest, that, that toilet one. Woo. Yeah. I mean, you spent the felt? better part of your life wanting it. So whatever yeah. it cost was worth it. Either way. Right. <laughs> is that one of those felt paintings? Where it's, it's velvet. The, the, oh, velvet. That's what yeah. I meant. Yeah. Velvet. <clears throat> yeah. Yeah. I've got one of those two that my mom bought. Jeez. Who knows? Like probably when I was born, you know, so those, they don't make those anymore, do they? Not really. Um, no. no. Um, that's probably I a good thing. I see them in vintage shops that are, and they're always overpriced. There's lots of Elvises, Velvet Elvises out oh, there. Yeah. Um, a lot of Last Suppers. Um, and lots of boats. I have a, actually, I have an interesting one. It's way over there. Um, <laughs> so I'm not getting up because I might <laughs> understand. <start to count. laughs> but um. It's a painting. It's you know, on the velvet, and then it has like the mass of the ship is like string. So it's like a mixed media. Mm. <laughs> it's like let's take two tacky things, put them together, and you know someone will hang it up, and <laughs> that someone would be me. <laughs> so I've got a bit of velvet. I have a obnoxious wolf, which is a lot like um, you would see someone's like on their t-shirts, like you would see like at a truck stop. Like, you know, they sell mm. those wolf ones, yeah. which, but it's a velvet painting of a wolf. <laughs> and then I have a, what is it? It's a, oh, it's a tiger. I always think it's a cheetah, but no, it's a tiger. And then I have like two Snoopy ones. So I rotate those, except this, the toilet guy always stays up no matter what, but I do rotate <laughs> my velvets. <laughs> nice. Now, do you have them in the background when you're doing like conference calls and stuff? No, because this is actually, <laughs> this is the spare bedroom I'm in. Okay. And I do my conference calls, I'm in my office. And I see. the office, the background is bookshelves. I have like two giant shelves full of just F. Scott Fitzgerald. So that's what people usually see <laughs> um, is like all my F. Scott Fitzgerald. I have like 19 copies of The Great Gatsby of different editions because oh, wow. I'm also a collector of that. I am full of nonsense. And then... I also have a whole shelf of David Foster Wallace stuff. That's all um, out there. And then on the top of the bookshelf, I have um, this uh, Gatsby mansion that was produced by some collectible, like, you know, those Christmas villages. Yeah. Like one of those companies that makes those Christmas villages did 
like a literary series and they did one of the um um Gatsby Mansion so I have that and then I have a flapper up there and it's it's sort of themed and it's like it looks professional enough so that um like I don't get in trouble when I'm like in court on Zoom, <laughs> but um, it's, it's also just a ruse that I enjoy it. So yeah, nice. <laughs> incognito. Well, cool. Right. You're learning so much about me tonight. Yeah, it's perfect. Right. We have to catch up, everybody who doesn't and don't you know that aren't familiar with you. They just know yeah. that you like hamburgers and saying <laughs> cocksucker. And porkies, yes. Yeah, and porkies. <laughs> <laughs> well, now we know even more. She likes velvet paintings. <laughs> oh, all right all so right. so yeah so we lost a few uh it hasn't been that long since our last uh recording but uh we have uh we lost a few uh celebrity or celebrity like people <laughs> um <laughs> on um oh yeah i didn't write down the date i failed here but uh oh october 19th judy Balaban, Balaban, I'm probably murdering her name. Oh, that's a bad word. I'm sorry. Um, she passed away at 91. She was a high placed participant in Hollywood. I thought this was noteworthy because uh, even though she wasn't an actress, uh, her father was the head of Paramount, but she also was Grace Kelly's bridesmaid, one of them, and she shared LSD with Cary Grant. Mm -hmm. Oh, that's yeah. <laughs> that's that's a thing yep. um, <laughs> uh, we also lost elaine devry on september 20th actually according to um a couple sources but she was an actress and the fourth of many wives of mickey rooney and she was 93 years old and then we also have dusty street a pioneering female DJ for Los Angeles radio station KROQ, passed at 77. And lastly, on uh, October 23rd, Elizabeth Hoffman, who was uh, famous for playing the Mother Bee on the uh, series Sisters. Uh, she has died at the age of 97. On today's episode, we're going to pour one out for Burt Young, who passed away on October 8th at the age of 83. And I don't raise you to go with this scumbag. Yeah, come on! You wanna hit on me? Come on! I'll break both your arms so they don't work for you. That's right, I'm not good enough to meet with Gazzo! Woo! That's what I think of Gazzo! Now you're a big shot fighter on the way up, you don't even throw a crumb to your friend Paulie! When I go and get your meat every morning, you forgot that night I even give you my sister too! That's my girl. Thanks, honey. You're welcome. It's a nice song. It's my favorite. You're the greatest. See you, sport. See you. Oh, Paul, who taught her to talk like that? She loves me. Oh. Good to meet you, Sonny.
you lie to me? Please, don't hit the child. Mister, this isn't your business, see? Get out! I raise my children the way I see fit. Now you do what you're gonna do and go. Anthony! Um, Bert Young was born um, with the name Gerald Tommaso DeLuise. And um, he was born on April 30th, 1940. Um, and again, he passed away on September 8th, 1923. Um, he was an actor um, mainly known for supporting roles in some very famous movies, including Rocky. Um, but he also did serve the country um, as a U.S. Marine in 1957 through 1959. It appears that most of his life was very private. There's not a lot of, of personal information out there about him. He did have a daughter who's an actress, um, still active in the acting world. But notably, um, he was married um, in the 60s and his wife died. Um, her name was Gloria DeLuise in 1974. And what I found very interesting is that I only found one one place that mentioned her cause of death. Um, and I, I don't know that it's accurate and because it's only in one place and I couldn't verify it. But it's a pretty scandalous sort of thing. And I think that it would have followed him more had it, it been true. But on IMDb, I did find... Um, and I'm sourcing this deliberately um, because this is the only place I saw. And if it's not accurate, I, I just want to make sure I'm citing a source here. Um, it stated that his wife actually murdered his son um, with a kitchen knife in 1972. And um, she was prosecuted for the murder, but pled and was found not guilty by reason of insanity, which even in the 1970s is an actually very rare conviction. Um, a not guilty by insanity. You see it a lot on Law and Order. You see it on, you know, court shows, Matlock and whatnot. But it's actually not something that's often found. And that that's due to the actual strictness of the code. And and I'm, I'm not going to bore you guys with legal stuff. But um, if this is true, um, it's very... Um, it's been kept very hush-hush, um, but his wife actually died of an overdose, according to IMDb, in 1974 in the facility that she was committed to, which is also um, unusual, unless she was hoarding medicine and then took it all at once, which is not uncommon, unfortunately. Um, I don't know if any of that's true. Yeah, um, I, the the I, world of the internet is very strange, and the other sites I saw... Um, said that his wife was it was very mysterious and not much is known about his wife or her cause of death and you know that could be deliberate um I'm, I'm sure it was her name her last name being his actual last name probably contributed to that um i don't have i didn't have the time or the resources to to dig into um new york um conviction histories to find that out but and that that's a little much probably for the show so <laughs> um, that that's the basics i found out about them um yeah. i was Chris, gonna mention that else? yeah I, I found that out too and I, I was i kind of fell down a rabbit hole um plug i guess <laughs> where um <clears throat> yeah i found the same thing that because i was trying to find out like uh, um how many children he had and that's how i kind of came across this because i was getting some conflicting um information right. on different sites and um at first i was like maybe he had two sons or then a son and a daughter 
And I, I found that same uh, bit of tidbit that you found on IMDb. And I uh, try to search uh, using that some of inf- some of that information. And um, it's it's weird because some sites say he some sites don't mention it at all. Some sites mention Gloria, but some sites mention like another woman that he was married to of a different name. And it's like it's really and that like even the children. Some sites, you know, only mentioned that he had a daughter and no son or like, I think one of them I even read where it said he had a, a son making it sound like it, he was living or something. So it was it was really convoluted, the information that's out there. So that's intriguing. But unfortunately, I don't know. You know, it's one of those we're never going to know unless, you know, you're involved or you have the access to those uh, those court documents or the medical documents or something. Right. And that's so old too. Yeah. It, 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 you know, it's to, to dig in the archives. I mean, a lot of that stuff gets lost. Um, but I mean, maybe his surviving daughter knows something or maybe she doesn't because I don't, I don't know how old she was. I forgot what year she was born, but you know, it's, it's one of those things where did someone just maliciously put that. I mean, this is a very, I mean, it's very specific. Right. But so, it's IMDB and they're usually, I mean, I'm not saying they're the yeah. best, but they're, I think they would be, pretty good with that because that's a big company and they're actually attached to amazon so they're even bigger you know so i would think that they wouldn't like having false information out there because it would you know get them in trouble possibly and so that that was one uh, confusing thing that i found as well but also i was confused on his name believe it or not because yes his name is burt young but that's of course his actor name right because everyone it seems like every actor changes their name somehow and I did find the Gerald uh, Tommaso de Louise, but I also found him referred to as Richard Moria, oh. Moria, whatever. And that's who his uh, his parents, um, they were named, um, where was it here? I thought I, they were, their last names were that Mor- Moria, whatever. So it's interesting. It's, yeah, yeah, uh, son of Josephine and uh, Michael Mor- Moria. I'm probably not saying that right. So it's there's a little bit of confusion around his early history, apparently, or mystique, if you will. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, that's that's who knows what the truth is, but either way, um, I think it doesn't really um, change him as a person, I guess, right? Because I think he has a pretty good. Uh, um, he has a uh, he's well respected as an actor it seems like and he seemed right. like he was a different decent person and not um, only as an actor also um you know he was a painter and yeah. well known renowned for that and um actually a writer of, of screenplays and whatnot um and plays yeah. i think as well yeah yeah he did uh yeah he was actor um yeah he, he yeah he published he published two books or no uh one book a 400 page historical novel and yeah, a couple screenplays and um yeah, like you said, it's so he he was he seemed uh like a nice guy for sure. I've I don't know if you looked up his paintings, they were uh not horrible, but not exactly what I expected. It's kinda I can't remember the style of the, the painting. I know I've seen that style of paintings before. Yeah, I'm um, not so maybe he was copying their styles. I'm not versed enough to to say what exact style. Um, the paintings were but they're interesting and you can get some of them starting at minimum five hundred dollars and up to three thousand dollars if you have that kind of spending cash which i do not right 
apparently some of his paintings actually were in um uh, rocky in the uh, the scene with the um when you see you see when uh, rocky or when polly gets fired from a meat, meat packing plant apparently the the fight the some of his paintings were shown in that scene in the uh, background somehow. yeah yeah so that's i think these are sort of I'm, I'm taking a look at some of these paintings now a lot of them are reminiscent i guess of picasso um is that what i'm thinking of yeah. okay i think so is it but... expressionist or something i can't remember yeah that. maybe I that's that's so. what, yeah. a lot they look i mean you, you guys we just talked about my taste in paintings so <laughs> i am not one to cast aspersions on paintings i wouldn't hang these up in my house nor would i pay these prices for them Mm -mm. um but you know i'll hang up pink panther taking a crap smoking a <laughs> cigarette painted on velvet so you know i am I'm, not an art i trainer. may not know art but i know what i like that's right you got that one you got a velvet painting of all the dogs playing poker not go. yet <laughs> it's on the list it's on the list yep. I'm, I'm a cat person though so really uh, you need a cat version a cat of that person. one so cats i would poker, love to have yeah. the cats playing poker but yeah. cats aren't good at poker they just start clawing each other's eyes out so what do you do <laughs> they probably nice. more like into craps or something oh yeah get distracted with the dice and start okay <laughs> You start chasing them. It's it's nuts. It's just life with cats. Right. Um, um, but yeah, something else interesting about um, Burt Young, and maybe only I find this interesting because I do run not marathons, but he participated in the 1984 marathon. Now that yep. can mean that. many things. Okay. Participating in the marathon means he, he probably, he might have qualified for it and got the bib or whatever, but it doesn't mean he ran 26 oh. miles. It doesn't really necessarily mean that um more scandal <laughs> but because i'm looking at the guy when i'm watching um the movie i watched um i watched amityville 2 um and that was made not long before 1984 and i'm like that guy ran a marathon really? <laughs> mm, okay. not sure so he was a participant so he might have been a walking participant as well some people okay. do walk the marathon yeah that'd be um, me i can only walk Right. See, so, yeah, I'm not a runner, so I just read that. I just assumed he was jogging alongside everyone else, and I was like, "Wow, he really is a pretty. He's more in shape than he looks." <laughs> yeah, participant. I mean, I think if he would have finished it, it would have said he completed or he he came in like 900th place in the marathon. Because hmm. usually, when someone completes it and it's a big deal, or that person's sort of a big deal, they'll tell you what the place is. Um, but it's, again, I don't run marathons. The most I do is like 5k um so but That's, i saw more than i do <laughs> <laughs> well i'm not very fast either i'm sort of and it's a struggle i i'm you know it's just something i took up later in life and i enjoy it but maybe i shouldn't i don't know <laughs> <laughs> wow it's a lot. you know um, how i was i always when you see him in the movies i thought of him as a like a shorter stubby kind of guy right yeah, but he was five eight, and I'm like five seven. Oh. So I'm like, oh, he was pretty much my size, but maybe just a little, you know, more stout. But he seems in his in his roles, he always seemed much shorter. Yeah, yeah. yeah. He's a, yeah I got him like Danny DeVito size. 
Yeah, right. almost. Yeah. Right. Well, IMDb has them. Here we go, IMDb again, but they have them, yeah, listed as 5'8". So I, I don't or know. Or like, is, is, is he like 5'8", <laughs> like that's from his Tinder profile, 5'8", where they always, <laughs> they always act like they're, you know, they add six inches and really he's like five foot tall. Right. I don't know. I don't know. Yeah, that was um, interesting. Yeah. I don't but know. Did you guys get to did you guys get to watch any of his his many roles? So my the earliest one that I have, I really wanted to see Carnival of Blood, but I I did not get to it. But also, I was like, I'm I'm in so much pain from watching these bad movies because I was also at our rabbit hole uh, dark film fest, <laughs> <laughs> and there was there was a number of very bad films on that one and it was just i, I just couldn't bear it anymore <laughs> so you, mean, you I, mean soto didn't choose good movies to watch i mean there was a couple i mean i like reanimator which isn't necessarily a good movie but i like that one um there was a couple other ones that were they were just kind of tortured but thankfully we were all being tortured together <laughs> and my best friend was with me and she was pretty much there the whole day I mean, she slept for a good like four hours, but I blame her job, but also probably the movie. I don't know. So was she your former best friend now? Or <laughs> I can't believe you, baby, do this. No, somehow she's still my friend. Um, I did make my brother uh watch Chinatown with me. I was like, I gotta do research and I don't care that you're here, so you're just gonna have to either watch it with me or get no, just kidding. Um so we watched Chinatown. Um, he does play I don't think there's anything where he's ever the lead so he is a supporting role and he isn't in that one very much but that movie I had never seen it before fantastic movie uh sad as shit I don't ever want to be in Chinatown that's some messed up stuff yo (laughs) right right yeah this was my first time watching it and uh yeah it was I was expecting more of Bert I was kind of like wondering when he was going to show back up because yeah he was in the first minute oh, he's just a random and, dude who beats his wife yeah and then it's like okay is he coming back am i like wasting my time and i almost stopped watching the movie <laughs> trying to find something he was in more but then yeah he shows up at the end again yeah i was like oh yeah him i kind of forgot i was looking for him i just kind of got <laughs> invested into the movie like what's jack nicholson gonna do now god dang it right, right. oh man um, sorry again, Jack Nicholson, for thinking you were dead on our first episode of the um, <laughs> Are You As Brain Dead As They Are? <laughs> it happens. Oops. Um, but the, yeah, the movie was 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 really good. It was just um, sad. And he, as far as him, he I mean, he he played the role well, which is the, the kind of tough guy on that one. Um, but more notably, I, I don't know that you watched it, too, didn't you? Uh, I did. I did. Yeah. 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 Anything you have on it? Um. Yeah. Just uh. Not a lot. You know, because he wasn't in there too much. I mean, I could talk about the movie, but it doesn't really involve Bert, unfortunately. <laughs> you know. Um. I thought that. Uh, I thought he was good in it. You know. Um. And. Uh, um. Yeah. It seems like yeah he does kind of. It is almost like a stereotype, even though this is like his first credited role. It's like a stereotypical role, almost for some of for uh, some of the films he's been in. You know, he's seems like I don't know what's the word I'm trying to say now. Um, what's that? Typecast. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. Yeah, he does have a, a typecast kind of thing. 
because right. I, I I'll, I'll note the movie I watched and we don't have to discuss it yet because there's a lot in between I think Chinatown and this um I watched Amneville too and he plays tough Italian dad that's that's what I wrote in my notes <laughs> he's tough Italian dad um and it, it, I did write down actually um very stereotypical role so um you know, I, I don't know if he do, he was typecast. I mean, he was later in an episode of Columbo as well. Um, later Columbo, not earlier 70s, like really good Columbo, but the later like ABC movie of the week sort of Columbo, um, where he also plays sort of Italian tough guy, but older. Um, and he was not in Murder, She Wrote, I noticed. No, right. he was not. No. I wonder if he had beef with Angela Lansbury. <laughs> That'd be right. funny. No, uh, we had a, a joke on the last one. It feels like every time we look up somebody, they, they're they always, you know, like on Murder, She Wrote or another. I couldn't remember the other one, but there is Rockford Files, oh, which yeah. I could have sworn we've heard before here. Right. Yeah, there are um, a couple of commonalities. Yeah, Even Airwolf, Nash. we had someone else. Was it Dix Buckus was on Airwolf? Or no, that was maybe a Blue Thunder. That's what I'm thinking of. Blue Thunder. Yeah. But I think Murder, She Wrote is a common one. Rockford Files is a pretty common one. Yeah. Um, a Matlock also. And Law oh, yeah, Order. Matlock. Oh, yeah, we mentioned Matlock. As well. yeah. Yeah. yeah, and he was on Law and Order. He was on Sopranos, too. And yeah. even more recently, Russian Dow, which I've, I've watched that show. I don't know if you guys have seen that, but that's a really yeah, good show. I like, yeah, I've yeah. only seen the first season. I think they came out with a second season as well or something. Yeah, yeah I think they're in season two now. Yeah, that's a great show. So I guess in um, 1976, a couple of years after um, whatever movie, Chinatown. Chinatown. <laughs> I was like, what movie were we talking about originally? <laughs> yeah, Chinatown. He was in Rocky, which is where he got the most recognition. I mean, he got a nomination for that one. Um, no no wins on his list that I could see, right? It was just nominations. No, just nominations. Yeah, that was the just he got nomination. nominated for the for the best supporting actor in that film. Yeah, yeah he plays Polly, uh Rocky's best friend and also eventually brother in law, right? Right. Yeah. Yep, yep. He turned out yeah, yep. Um what can we say about those movies that hasn't been said before? Right. That's the thing everyone knows. <laughs> He, he is one of the few who was in all of the movies up until Creed. He was in right. all of them. Yeah, he, he was yeah. in a, yeah, so many. The first six, yeah, him and um, Sylvester, Stu Nahan, and Tony Burton were the other three that have appeared in all six films. So he was, you know, loyal to that role. I mean, I'm sure he got a good paycheck for it, really. Yeah, and they probably wonder. wanted him there too, yeah, you know. Like yeah. he, he was just part of the crew. It's not, it's not the same if he's not there, right? right. But I believe in, in Creed, they explained the reason he was absent was because he died in like 2012 or something. That was yeah, yeah. yeah they, had, they had him dying um, on February 22nd, 2012, and he was buried next to Adrian. Aww. Adrian so, dies. So Adrian's oh, dead too. <laughs> yeah. Spoilers. Spoiler. <laughs> well, crap. Now, now I'm not even gonna watch it ever again because I'm, the whole thing. Is... Right. But in between um, Rocky and what I have is Back to School. Um, you have the movie Amityville Two: The Possession. Yeah, that movie. Um, I wrote it very big in my notes. I'll just write. I'll show you here. 
very uncomfortable very uncomfortable <laughs> <laughs> so he plays like i said tough italian dad in this um and you know it starts out if you don't know anything about the amnival horror it's based on a true story and there's a lot of controversy whether the house was actually possessed or you know infested with demons if you will or if it was all a big scam and there was um in real life there was a murder that took place at the house and this is very 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 loosely based on the deluca murders that happened at this house and what struck me strangely it was from the get-go you know they they move into this house and it appears it is sight unseen like completely sight unseen because when they walk in like the, the mom is like like oh look at this staircase look at i'm like didn't you see this house before like you know she's very like incredulous in all these features and while she's doing this inside and walking around and um bert top italian dad's outside i'm um, giving the business to his son and he's very good at it you know he's like very like you 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 think you're a tough guy and his his son's name is sonny um <laughs> and he he's very like you know teenage kid and he's smoking a cigarette and he's like oh you smoke you think you're a man now and it, it's very very stereotypical and but that's not the disturbing part um you know it Bert likes to beat up his wife in this um, film. Um, and that's not even the disturbing part either. So he uh, likes to hit his wife and he likes to hit his kids. So this is a domestic violence situation. It's very volatile. And, um, you know, if, if you read into the history of the, the murders that happened in this house, that that's accurate. So it was a house where there was domestic abuse going on, child abuse, um, spousal abuse. Um, but it evolves and you know bert is not the focal character the focal character really is sonny who is allegedly possessed and he's a teenage son the oldest son he's a you know he gets it from bert just like the mom gets it from bert and there's lots of hitting but what is the most disturbing is that sonny is sleeping with his sister uh and the incest. they why show does this keep coming up <laughs> this like seduction part and the she's very willing it's not like a forced oh. situation and it's it's very disturbing and if i read into a bit and, and i used to be more familiar with the serial killer murder stuff i'm i'm not i don't have time for that anymore there's baseball so um <laughs> i i did read a bit on that and part of the theory and that about the actual murders was that the this incestuous relationship was um purposely done by the the boy to make her loyal to him and that she actually helped set up the murders um and again you know that, that's very theoretical but what really you know happened in that house i i don't think anyone knows except the person who murdered them the sunny character but you know there's a possession that's going on and he sees all these pretty gory things in the house his face changes you know like a demonic possession sort of a la exorcist but much lower budget um but 
our our Bert does meet his demise pretty quickly. He's the first one who gets killed because you know I think he's the aggressor. Um, yeah, and I think that's pretty common in these situations that it, when there's a, a patricide that um, or any sort of familial um, killing is that the the main aggressor perpetrator is the first one taken out and then Sonny per, you know proceeds to kill everybody else in the house including two small children his mother the sister he's sleeping with so it's a very disturbing movie but the most disturbing part is this very willing incest because uh, it's it was it was <laughs> tough to watch I was like, because you're I was like, like are they disgusting. really brother and sister? Because I thought, well, maybe it's a stepbrother or something, which doesn't make it much better, but it would be a little more palatable. But no, they no. were full brother and sister and very disturbing. So please, let's have a palate cleanser with back to school. <laughs> I was going to yes. say, well, can, can we make sure next episode, whoever Noted. we're researching and talking about, we do an extra special, you know, like, dive in deep make sure there's none of this sort of thing in that that their history because okay yeah, we had here, here too we many episodes. that in the last it was just three yeah. counts in just the yeah. last episode of three different weird incest situations and it was weird <laughs> yeah. I'm like why nobody who has committed incest or played in any movie or show that has incest can die within the next 10 days that's the rule <laughs> there you go <laughs> please like please for the love of god we don't want to keep talking about it <laughs> we do not need to talk about this that's not what we, want, what we want to be known for. We're not the incest podcast. <laughs> Those are different <laughs> people. Those are way different people. It just right. we just so happened to bring it up, and it just kind of came up on its own. It, for the record, Dick Butkus never. <laughs> yeah, that wasn't a thing with Dick Butkus. We did. We did have that one thing. Even he had his standards. He would be a racist, a total racist in Hamburger, but. <laughs> No, we're not going to that other. Nope. Hey, Polly was a racist in Rocky Three, by the way. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know if you guys saw that. I, I, it's been a while since I've seen the films, but looking through the notes, I, yeah, he. uh, I feel like so many characters are racist in the seventies and eighties. It's not even worth. Oh yeah, yeah, that's true. It doesn't give it. I think it it is. Yeah, it's more memorable if they weren't a racist. (laughs) Right. Yeah, seriously, especially during that time. So in in 1986, there's plenty of things in between, but we have um, Back to School, where he plays Lou, which is kind of like um, the main character's like chauffeur, but also like right hand man, bodyguard, just homie guy. (laughs) Yeah, I think he's listed. Yeah, everyone talks about him being the chauffeur, but he's way more than the chauffeur. I mean, he's giving massages. Yeah, he's he's the bodyguard. He's re- helping renovate the the room, didn't he? Didn't he like set yeah. up the renovation of the dorm room and stuff? So yeah, that's like his best his best friend and assistant. Like right. he'd be like a personal go. assistant today. I think he would be called that. Yeah, yeah, pretty much. I had so much fun with this movie. Um, it's not by any means like an amazing great movie. It's it has its 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 moments because it is from the eighties. But after watching so many sad, weird, and horrific movies over this past weekend, I was like, you know, that was actually really fun. You get to see a lot of great people. I mean, I loved uh, Rodney Rodney Dangerfield. Um, It was just a classic when I was growing up. I was really excited to see uh, Sam Kinison because when I I was listening to the movie and when he came up, I was like, I know that voice. Because it's Sam (laughs) Kinison. Like, and then he started yelling. I was like, oh, yeah, I just had to wait a minute. It's definitely Sam yeah. Kinison. Um, 
And Robert Downey Jr. Oh man. <laughs> yeah. If I was in that high school or in that college, I would have had a huge crush on him. He looked exactly like somebody I would have had a crush on in 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 college or in high school. <laughs> he definitely played an interesting character with his hair and his outfits and everything. And yeah, the, like and then the protesting the... and everything he was doing. But I watched it for pretty much just almost very similar reason. It's like, you know, seeing Chinatown and you know that craziness in there and then just everything going on in the world and stuff and it's like do i want to really want to watch like a you know scary or you know uh serious what a bloody movie or but or do i want to watch back to school so i went with back to school <laughs> yeah it was silly but it was uh it was really fun it was yeah that was a lot of fun uh in comparison yeah, to the much other better stuff. choice than i did <laughs> <laughs> I I love Bert's world though because he his just character was just so versatile and you know everything he did he was like you know like he said he he was like always there he was always helping Rodney and uh, and like he like even the the bodyguard scene that was you know one of the most memorable were there in this bar and uh, um Rodney and his sons about to get beat up and and Ron, and Robert Downey Jr. you know the 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 jocks come in and they're about to start a fight and. Rodney and Rodney, um, the jock thinks that Rodney's going to pick a fight with him. And he's like, no, I, I, uh, I can't remember the exact phrase of the, what he said, but basically said, you know, Bert, you know, takes care of it for me. So yeah. then Bert takes this napkin holder, squishes it in his hands, pick, come, you know, gets up and starts, you know, laying the smack down at one point, even like picks one of the guys over his head throws <laughs> that was a oh, comical guy picking up <laughs> right into the really jukebox <laughs> yep yep i thought it was a great great character oh man Love that it. was so fantastic um and and then we kind of got a little bit of a halloween in that movie because they have a halloween party at the dorm so i was like oh hey look inadvertently we got halloween hey right, right. um and it just totally won me i will watch this absolutely watch this again because you had oingo boingo performing for your halloween party you had danny elfman on the stage singing <laughs> oh man i was like i'm gonna watch this again for sure just so i could see danny yeah yeah it was great movie great movie. that was fun definitely yeah fun. it was fun and bert was just <laughs> that that classic tough guy uh, that he's always playing it seems but it was it was great he had the wise moment where um talking to his well i guess rodney dangerfield's son it was really wholesome like oh kids you can't you can't quit school i love you kid. like he loved his son so much and he's like you're not gonna quit school in fact i'm gonna join you we're gonna go to school together like he had his moments where he he got off kilter obviously and was trying to like have other people do his work for him he had to you know reel it back in but it was still like overall that's incredibly sweet <laughs> and wholesome like yeah. going to college with your son to make sure he he graduates but then you learning something too i don't know i'm i'm a bit of a sucker for for um dad stories where the dad's actually a kind of a, a nice guy <laughs> <laughs> you got a movie with a really crappy dad i'm like why am i even watching this i don't need this crap i lived it let's go on to something else right there you go yep Probably yeah, the he, best one. Yeah. Yeah, he was in 119 films, and of course, half of them were Rocky. 
Yeah. Um, <laughs> the best ones was, were probably Rocky. Right. He was in something called the Brow Brawler. Brawler. Jeez, I can't speak. I haven't seen it, but it looks like it's uh, maybe trying to uh, you know, uh, recreate Rocky or something. It's some boxer. I didn't really look into it much. I probably should have, but he was in that movie like four years ago now. About yeah, he's like a a manager for a boxer. Oh, it's kind of like um, a a so, rip off kind of thing. The poor, the poor man. Yeah, Rocky. yeah. The poor man's Rocky. Right, but it looks like right, he looks like he has a couple movies that are like still being worked on his last one that's been released was in um 2021 called the final code but there's two that are yet to be released um way of the warriors and asleep at the wheel so i wonder if those are big uh films or if that's just another like random things he already had filmed Yeah. yeah yeah he did out of the tv shows he did he did 52 shows and there was one show called roomies that he did it only lasted eight episodes but it was actually he was the main character oh it was centered around um it was uh, uh about a retired marine drill sergeant going back to college basically so uh, i guess you know roomies being the dorm room and stuff like that okay so yeah was he was kind of doing his own back to school yeah right right yeah that was yeah 87 oh yeah when we see when did back to school come out that was 86 and, so yeah right after that so yeah <laughs> that's a good point i didn't make that connection um did anybody so, yeah. watch or have anybody seen in general last exit to brooklyn no no, no. that was oh man um that's another one that it was a it was a good movie but it was also very um sad and traumatic <laughs> just a lot of shit going on so they're like uh it's a strike and it's this whole this whole little town in Brooklyn is on strike. Um look, I wasn't even there wasn't even enough story about that because even though that's like the main thing that's happening, what you're really watching is all of these people's lives who are, have been kind of affected by it in a way. Um mm-hmm. but what they're kind of doing, like <sighs> there's just so many different things everybody's going through. Um, like a guy's kind of like winds up going into a, a gay relationship, which kind of surprised me for that time frame, especially. Um, of course, there's all kinds of terrible stuff that happens with that, too. Um, a lot of drug use. There's a lot of alcohol. Uh, a woman starts a relationship with a guy who's in the military. Um, towards the end of it, she just totally loses her stuff when he leaves. Oh, man, it was it was rough. Uh but Bert, he plays a one of the workers that's also on strike. Um, he's so fucking terrible. Um, he's so mean to his daughter, and he's, he's just like, you don't. The mom's just like, you don't understand what's happening. And he's like, well, I don't know what's happening with her. She's just fat. What's happening? I was just like, oh wow, okay. She's like, he's not oh, wow. just fat. She's pregnant, and oh, you know, just like, oh my god, it's just so so bad um i thought it was such an old it was an old movie but it was just it was obviously based on in the older older times so i think it was oh man brooklyn 1953 so it was yeah. based in the 50s so um they're clearly ugh, like the the sailors boys they were like I'm tired of these yankees and the n-word was dropped a couple times and i'm just like y'all, y'all if y'all say this one more time i'm i'm gonna like hurt somebody but it was just really at the beginning and they kind of stopped it after that 
Um, I was like, okay, cool. <laughs> so, yeah. uh, they got beat up though. So that's, that's nice. <laughs> I have not seen it. Yeah. I'm looking at it here. Nights came out in 1989. Yeah. Set in the fifties. Yes, Jennifer was... Jason Lee and Stephen Lang in it. So many good actors yeah. in it. Yeah. Uh, I was just shocked to see them so young. I think that was probably my favorite part was seeing uh, a lot of people so young going in that. Um, I don't know Peter Dolphin. I know uh, Stephen Baldwin a bit and Sam Rockwell surprised me being in there. I was oh, like, oh, is wow. that a young yeah. Sam Rockwell? Super young Sam Rockwell. Um Jer- Jerry Orbach. I only know oh, wow. him because he's in okay. Law Briscoe. and Order. Yes, <laughs> yeah. exactly. I saw him and I was like, hey, that's the Law and Order guy. Um, oh yeah, and he was in Dirty Dancing too. He was the dad. That's where else I know him from. Um I, I'm, it's probably I just don't know their names, but when I was watching them, I was like, man, these guys are so young. Uh Peter Dobson, who played Vinny. That guy sounds familiar too. But yeah that was that just had a really good cast it was an interesting watch um it was sad as fuck as well though (laughs) it ends on a real bitter note just like chinatown it's just like okay well i watched a day in your life uh or like a week in your life and it was really sad so thank you for letting me move on and i'm not going to take the last exit to brooklyn thank you (laughs) (laughs) But, but at the same time, it was a, a good classic looking movie. It's just, God, there's just so much crap and a lot of assault of all kinds in it. It's like, ugh. I just want to watch spooky movies, guys. So then yeah. I moved into watching one that's called Blue Lake Butcher that came out in 2007. And he's the dad. Oh, boy. Probably Another winner. A <laughs> uh, winner as in loser and as in making me just like question all of my life choices. This is probably the worst horror movie. You ever seen Hobgoblins? Like the yes. mystery science movie? No, it was I... like, it, it's like horror Hobgoblins. Just terrible. Absolutely the worst of the worst slasher things. Like it's the slasher. There's there's blood and stuff. It's terrible. Again, more assault. But it's just the acting was so so bad. The Ooh. the music was so so bad. The scenes were so so bad. The <laughs> plot was so so bad. Everything. There's not one redeeming quality in this movie whatsoever. And I watched some schlock. And it was <laughs> so bad. I, I can't even tell you. I don't remember. My brain was starting to fall asleep like I was tired but also my brain was like no we, we're not wasting our energy on this but just just go to sleep just go to sleep I'm like no I gotta watch it it's for research purposes and it's like no not this anything but this please <laughs> wow. oh god it was so terrible so um yeah don't don't watch Blue Lake Butcher I, I did watch the Columbo episode with with Bert in it oh, oh thank god um, something good but I love Columbo <laughs> full disclosure um i have seen every columbo multiple times so i rewatched it i need Um, to i need to watch it completely because i have never i've only seen maybe bits and pieces and it looks like it's a good show columbo is awesome peter falk is the shit so um you know in in the episode he plays a uh what is his name mo weinberg that's his name in the episode um 
and the which is hilarious but you know the thing about Columbo is you know who you know who the person is generally who's the killer and um it is not Bert he is not the killer um the actual killer and it's it's I'm I'm not going to tell you who it is but if you watch it you'll you'll know right away who the killer is um you know it's Columbo like trying to 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 deduce who it is and using his detective skills and he just I've often said this that I am like the lawyer version of Columbo because I just annoy people that's what I do like I'll just annoy you until I, I get the information I want and and he does the same thing he Peter Falk just annoys the piss out of everybody until he gets what he wants and he ends up you know solving murders um and he's really smart about it I'm not as smart as Columbo or the character of Columbo and Norma is charming, but um, he, he just, it, it's a decent episode. Um, the way that I look at Columbo is there's two, two like, um, I guess eras. So you have the seventies era where you've got the more, the episodes that are, are a little more, more dark and more serious. And um, the, the murders are a bit, uh, I don't know. They're not more violent. Like there, you have an episode with Shatner. You have one with Leonard Nimoy. They're they're very seventies, and I love seventies. And there's lots of shag carpet. It's awesome. But then you have these like eighties, <laughs> nineties movies, um, and they they used to rotate on ABC. Um, you'd have Columbo one week, and then you'd have like some sort of um, I don't know. I think it might have been was it Perry Mason or they had another like mystery of the week, and they would rotate around. But um, the Columbo ones were always my favorite. My grandma and I used to watch all the Columbos together as they actually aired. And I, I happen to remember this episode because of, of who one of the other co-stars is. And my grandma always saying, I just can't stand that man. And that man is Ed Begley Jr. She hates it. Oh. <laughs> She's like, so she's like, that guy is just so annoying. And I was like, oh, yeah, a little. So my my dislike of Ed Begley Jr. I come by it honestly because I was raised to hate him. Um, but... <laughs> Yeah, you know the the, and that's the second era it has more of a modern feel to it but what they do keep you know consistent is you know he still drives an old beat-up car the old raincoat he chewing on cigar even though cigars and smoking is clearly taboo and he's told to put it out all the time he just you know he just doesn't change but the times do and it's it's just not as I don't know the 70s ones were a little more gritty i guess um and more entertaining i thought um the other ones it was nice to see and i think it was a i think we also get shatner again and then we get patrick mcguin i think at least one more time because he's in two of the older ones he was the prisoner um if you've ever seen that old um sci-fi show from britain um from the 60s i've seen a lot of crap too and that people say is not crap they say it's classic I I can't I can't do that. that <laughs> so I'm like I watched it once, made through it. I love Patrick McGowan. I think he's a great actor, but that show I just no, it is not a classic. But Columbo is. So <laughs> we can just circle back because once again I've got everyone off track. It's okay. <laughs> um, so it was called Undercover. That one. Mm-hmm. Okay, so yeah, it's like a TV movie. It's not just an right. Episode. And okay. so Columbo was oh, they have it on Tubi. I'd watch it. Oh yeah, yeah, they're all on Tubi. Um, the thing with Columbo is like you have like also a split 
like some people say it's a series some people say it's a series of tv movies the ones the the second era those are all movies of the week and they're about 90 minutes when you cut the commercials out of them um the ones in the 70s late 60s early 70s they vary like some of them are like a two-hour affair some are about four about an, a little over an hour none of them are actually movie movies i thought of it more of a, a series always but it's not you don't get that full 26 episode run that you would with like a sitcom okay because um, i think the production was a lot more extensive on these and, and it's good production it's not like a rockford files where those are like a compact you know 45 minute tight you know episode these are more drawn out and more dramatic so there's that. i don't mind that at all especially awesome. if they're done right yes so. i i enjoy them quite a bit but remember i also like hamburger the motion picture oh <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah see i've never watched colombo i thought you're talking about colombo right i thought it yeah. was a weekly show i, I think they had, I, you know there's it, not in the 80s not not those tv mm. movies or was the late 80s early 90s those were oh. there was a rotation and they were like mystery movie of the week or, uh, and they would have i want to say maybe andy griffith was like one of the characters but i might be huh. confusing that but it, the colombos they weren't on every week um yeah. in, 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 at least in the 80s now the ones in the 70s they might have been but okay. I don't think they had a full run because I have the DVDs and I don't have a single one that's like 26 episodes. And that's your, your that used to be the run for an actual series. Yeah, I've never, like I said, I've never watched it. In my mind, I always thought it was a uh, like a weekly show, you know, that came on like Murder, She Wrote or whatever. But no, not quite. Yeah. I think hmm. it has a very loyal audience and following. And I think it's it's very well built up and I, I think there's a lot of um of of good positive like peter colombo energy out there or peter falk energy out there and he got a boost from the princess bride as well you know oh oh yeah yeah, yeah none of sure. this has to do with burt young um nope. Nope. <laughs> I, I hope to be realist again i'm sorry for years years but we could talk about peter falk all night we want to do a colombo podcast we can pitch that to jason you, I, I could be like i've seen them all before and then you guys could watch them for the first time like a reaction video maybe that i don't know you know what he, he's already got two ideas of mine that i've pitched to him so i think he's like swimming in ideas right now but uh i well, have I'll an pitch idea it to but him. nobody wants it there jason you go. when you're editing this colombo <laughs> lombo <sighs> and you know what i'll start to see jason i'll just leave that there <laughs> i think as far as like movies that's that's all i got i had enough time to watch but it does seem like he's just a supporting character yeah. in so many things that it'd be right. impossible to watch it and then get a good um i don't know get a good description for for him still though because he's only in in so much but he's so a very strong time. supporting character in many films so. yes yeah. he is yeah and i yeah. think he lived a, a pretty decent life like you know like we said the art and the writing i think he was very well-rounded he wasn't just you know the tough guy in movies i think right. he, he did branch out more than that and right. he, he seems to have had a decent life and he raised a daughter um 
for real, we know that he does have a daughter. We don't know about <laughs> anything else. Right. But he never remarried. So that's also interesting to me. And now it's time right. for Are You As Brain Dead As They Are? I don't know. We could do a little weirder. <laughs> we could do it for Halloween. Are you as brain dead as they are? <laughs> <laughs> All right, so I am in charge. Oh, uh, we're in trouble. I'm the god. I I know. Um, even poor Carl was like, "Okay," he was like, "I don't, I don't know if they're gonna get this." I'm like, "I don't either." That's the fun of the game. <laughs> Just assume we're not, because you know our history here. <laughs> All right, so we are on episode number six for this. All right, who are we starting with? We're gonna start with Brenda. Yeah, ah, ladies first. Okay. All right, I so we have <laughs> factoid number one. This voice and live action actor, impressionist, comedian, and narrator was born in Chicago, Illinois on June 22nd, 1920. Brenda, what's your guess? Mel Blank. As incorrect, Chris. Damn it. That was a good guess, though. I think. <laughs> um, uh, oh, boy. Yeah. Um, yeah, I got nothing. I have to say Burt Ward. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think. Wait. Google, tell me. You know what? I said it, so he's probably not. I'm, I'm, I'm like, I don't know if you know this about me, but I'm good at, like, naming people that aren't dead That yet. are still alive. It's a classic one from him. Um <laughs> No, that's, that's incorrect. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So uh, we're going to move on to factoid number two. And Chris, this will be your turn. Yep. Uh, this actor originally used the stage name Buddy Green during his time appearing in vaudeville shows. Chris? Buddy Green. How about... Uh, yeah, I have no idea. Um, yeah, Lou Abbott. Uh, incorrect, Brenda. No. Um, Milton Burl. That is also incorrect. Oh. All right. Question or not question? Factoid number three. Uh, during World War II, he was drafted and participated in the invasion of Normandy, France, on D-Day. Brenda. This seems like it's getting harder. Um, not easier with more factoids. Just for the record. <laughs> um, I'll pass. Okay. Chris? How about Ed McMahon? That is incorrect. Mm-hmm. Factoid number four. He voiced the role of The Thing slash Ben Grimm in the late 1960s animated Fantastic Four TV series. Chris? AC Kasem. That is incorrect. Brenda? Uh... Wolfman Jack. <laughs> Wolfman Jack. No, that isn't correct. <laughs> I should just be writing all these names that you're saying because then I could just research more people and learn learn more people. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Um, number five. The deceased was well known for his impression of Orson Welles, 
which he put to good use in the 1953 version of War of Worlds. He voiced the opening narration and played the Wells-like radio operator in the film. I believe that is Brenda's to start. Buddy Hackett. That that is incorrect, Chris. <laughs> um, yeah, I have no idea, man. I'm just trying to think if I can at least think of an old name to, you know, just have a shot in the dark here. Um, <laughs> yeah, I I got nothing. Okay, number six. He was the narrator for the original 1962 version of the film The Manchurian Candidate. Candidate, candidate, candidate. I'm Tony Bennett. I don't know. <laughs> you imagine him saying that? Incorrect. I'm sorry, Chris. <laughs> Brenda? Uh, Peter Laurie? No, that's incorrect. Well, fuck. <laughs> Number seven, his extensive voice work in 18. 18- Rankin and Bass Productions include voicing the roles of Jack Frost, Santa Claus, Humpty Dumpty, and Hocus Pocus, among others. Odds, Brenda, you start. Is it Burl Ives? That is incorrect, Chris. Fuck. Oh, that was a good idea. I think that's what I was trying to think of too. Uh, oh yeah, no, I got nothing. Um, voice two, it was a uh, Jack Frost. Jack Frost, Santa Claus, Humpty Dumpty, and Hocus Pocus, among others. I should know who did that. Oh, man. Yeah, that's a pass. Okay. Number eight. Legendary voice actor Mel Blanc considered him the man of a thousand voices, even though the nickname was frequently used to describe Blanc himself. So this is eight. So, Chris, you start this one. I have no idea. I just say uh, Tim Conway. <laughs> Brenda? Dick Clark. That is incorrect. I just want to say Dick. I'm sorry. That's okay. <laughs> I understand. Number nine was originally the voice of Boris Bandinoff, as well as Inspector Fenwick and Captain Peter Wrong Way Peach Fuzz on the Rocky and Bullwinkle show. Jeez Louise. I know I'm going to recognize the name when I hear it. I'm sure I am, but up until Maybe. that point, yeah, I have no guess. No guess. Brenda. No guess. Brenda, it was yours, sir. Peter Sellers. That is incorrect. <laughs> She's like, I know. I was just trying. <laughs> <laughs> right. And number 10. He did extensive work for the Walt Disney Company, including live action, voice, and narration. He is the voice of the ghost host in the Haunted Mansion attraction at three Disney theme parks, as well as can be heard of the on the Pirates of the Caribbean attraction. Also, the descendant, I'm sorry, the descendant, the deceased <laughs> voice, Professor Ludwig von Drake, and provided narration for a number of Disney films and TV shows. Number 10, so this is even, oh, this goes to Chris. What is your guess? I thought I had it for a second, but then I remembered he's still alive, so I'm not even going to say his name. Okay. <laughs> this yeah. is your last guess. Uh, yeah. Um, 
Rodney Dangerfield. <laughs> That's incorrect, Brenda. Like I can, I know. Um, oh, fuck. Your ghost host. I I don't know. Mortals. It's like on the tip of my tongue, and I hate that so much. Tell me, what's the oh, answer? You ready? His name is Paul Freeze. Yes. <laughs> Not who I was thinking of at all. <laughs> Paul Freeze. So yeah, he's okay. He so goes. we both suck. No, it was just apparently What's a really new? hard one. <laughs> <laughs> because okay, and so also, uh, Carl would like it noted that he did not pick this person. This is actually my pick. Uh, mostly because there's a lot of Disney work in there, and he's avidly against Disney, so he just didn't want that on his record. You know, he has wow. a reputation oh. to uphold. Wow. Um, twist, <laughs> but no, he did like, we suck. yeah, that's okay, <laughs> but that's that's why you know, Carl's the reason why I suck on the other ones, so okay, but yeah, Paul Freeze has just done so many, and um, I wanted to do something for spooky season. I absolutely love the haunted mansion, and he is the voice of so many, especially the ride for that one. Um, but yeah, he's it's an extensive, extensive list of 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 voices that he's done um sounds like it so many what is he has 374 acting credits wow <laughs> wow it's so 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 many um just i don't think he gets enough recognition so he's always one of my favorites but i was like i don't know if anybody will know <laughs> no, when did this- he die again he passed let's see where did that 1986 oh wow november 2nd 1986 he was 66 years old Ooh, that's young yeah it, it was, was kind of young car and night rider <laughs> the animated series apparently or no oh no that was the no not the animated sorry sorry that stood out i was a big night rider fan yeah, and I watched so many Rankin and Bass movies. So, um, I mean, his voice was on so many things. My my favorite being, I'm pretty sure, was in Jack Frost. Uh, he plays the uh, Burger Meister Meister Burger. Mm. That guy, which I just love. That guy, <laughs> just <laughs> no toy makers to the king. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, he's just had such a great voice. So that was that was my pick. Paul Paul Freeze and I think Brenda was the only one who definitely <laughs> could feel it in her soul. <laughs> it might I be, did. I like, but oh. didn't know the name. <laughs> Good job. So yeah, there we go. And Please. that's why uh, Carl was like, "Well, I don't know if anybody's going to get this week's." <laughs> but he he also um he he tried to insult me, but I took it more as a compliment. He tried to say he's like, "Are you as brain dead as they are?" Hosted by TCM, and I'm like, "I will take that as a compliment." <laughs> oh goodness gracious! So yeah, well guys, thanks for for playing my game. I'm sure Carl will will give somebody else the helm next time, and it'll be just as hard. <laughs> probably, probably, that's what she said. But thank you. Yes, <laughs> I'm sure that would be the case um, I love it. Th- thank you for torturing me for that you're welcome i'm so glad of like struggle 
it's a, it's a good thing uh, I have a little bit of sadism in me. I, just a little bit. can enjoy this. <laughs> One of these days we'll get better at this game, I tell you. Ah, uh, maybe. Then it won't this be as hard. hard. There's a lot of dead people. Yeah, yeah that's true. I got mine for the last one. What in five? Was it five facts? I was almost halfway there, and then I got Something it. Like that, yeah, yeah. yeah we're yeah. not going to say it just in case somebody hasn't heard that one. But, <laughs> um, yeah. So just depends. Nice. No spoilers. Yeah, nope. no spoilers on that. We no don't spoilers. spoil our own stuff, except right. the person is dead, and that's, <laughs> that's I think a lot. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, guys. All right. Well, well. All right, then I guess that's it for this episode. Um, thank you, uh, everyone, for joining us on this episode of First Thing Around. Um, thanks again to Isabel and uh, Brenda here. And we'll be back uh, soon, maybe. Hopefully not, I guess, right? Not too <laughs> to soon. Eul- right, yeah. To, uh, to eulogize another celebrity's body of work. So long. Bring out your dead. Cursing Around is created, edited, and produced by Jason Soto. You can subscribe to our show on Apple, Google, Audible, or anywhere else you get your podcasts. Also, check out rabbitholepodcast.com to find other great podcasts on our network. Copyright 2023 rabbit hole podcasts rabbit hole podcast.com